Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up, Adam. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> counting on you. It's already written, but don't mess yeah, it up. Don't mess it up. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Our first question this week comes from Ormapa, who asks, what, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi stories we are most looking forward to? And I think it's probably easier to list the ones we're not looking forward to. There's not one that I'm not looking forward to, but uh, we're recording this on Tuesday uh, because we're going to be at GCX this weekend in Orlando. If you're in the area, we hope to see you there. But uh, on Tuesday, they released the full list of 40 stories for, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So which one caught your eye first? I mean, if you can tell by the way we're dressed, it may look <laughs> like the Wicket's story is the one we're most excited for, but that just... We didn't plan this. That was a coincidence. I, I just grabbed the first Return of the Jedi shirt that I could find. <laughs> um, I think the one I'm the most excited for is Anakin's story, but... I was pretty excited by some of the lesser-known characters that popped up on there, like Igar, who is one of the Imperial he, He's the one guards. that, like, he, he brings Luke to Vader. Yeah. Yeah. And and you guessed that one. I did. That was a that was a pretty good guess. We were This morning, we were walking Hilo, who you can hear in the background, and I was like, all right, the announcements are about to come out, so who, who are we going to think? Last speculation. And you were like, it'd be cool to get a story from the people who captured Luke and you nailed it. Yeah. I'm excited for him. Uh, Nanta's getting a story. That's the one that really caught my eye the most that surprised me. And I was like, I said, Oh no. When I saw it, because I'm yeah. not, I'm not mentally prepared for her story. Neither am I. Uh, she, she's the Ewok that, uh, tragically dies in one scene and, and you just see the other one kind of like bent over like really really upset about it and which devastated me as a child yeah it's so sad so i'm like i'm not ready to hear some inner monologue from an ewok or uh, it's called the ballad of nanta so they might be just singing the song of mm. nanta yeah. nanta's story uh, that one was a, a surprising choice. You know, I, I was expecting like Pop Lou to be thrown into the mix. Mm -hmm. uh, Nanta was a good surprise. Um, I always like when characters who were created after the movie are, we, we get to catch up on what they're doing at this point in time. Uh, and I think all the From a Certain Point of View books have done that. But Dexter Jetster is one that's uh, getting a lot of attention. Also, we have a, a nice connection to that because we were friends with Adam Lance Garcia, the author. Uh, so I'm excited to read that one. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up, Adam. <laughs> Everyone's counting <laughs> on you. It's already written, but don't mess it yeah, up. Don't mess it up. <laughs> uh, I'm also really excited for Adam Christopher's Pride story. Yeah. Uh, getting to see someone that we know is a big deal in the First Order and what happened to him during the fall of the empire mm -hmm. that and the the tease that they released for that one sounded really interesting and we have stories about size noodles and max rebo beloved characters yeah in the fandom also written by friends or kristen baber phil showstack uh anytime we get some max rebo band action i'm excited and happy uh and that's what i i love about these books is that they're like a celebration of glup shittos uh, but, you know, they also will work in, you already brought up the Anakin story. I think that one's going to be a big deal. Definitely not a side or background character, but 
Anakin as opposed to Vader in the original trilogy. We didn't get much of him at all. So I think that's going to be a really fun and interesting story to see what happened to him. We might even get some actual answers about how he became a force ghost without like going through the training and stuff. Yeah. Which is not like these books are mostly just a celebration of the movies. They're not always about answering questions like that. Uh, But I still like to see what authors have to say about it. Yeah. There's a, there's a story for the dragon snake. That one uh, made me go, oh, I, the dragon snake, but only because I lost a trivia competition because I called it a dragon serpent, and not a dragon snake. So uh, that one that one stabbed me in the heart a little bit. But, stung a little bit. <laughs> but the teaser for it did look nice. You kind of called the what we might be getting with the Palpatine story because we could potentially get some insight on like what happened after his death yeah the palpatine excerpt like we got to see a couple lines from each one and the expert excerpt seemed like it was while he was still alive but it's called what then fall sidious so i assume it's gonna involve his death and we might get some answers in that regard of what at least what was going on in his mind as he was about to kind of die Mm. and he'd be like this is fine (laughs) i'll be back (laughs) another one you called is one of the emperor's advisors Mm -hmm. i'm excited about similu similu yeah Yeah. i just called them palpatine's weird little friends or Uh creepy little friends (laughs) his his boy band (laughs) (laughs) there's that behind the scenes picture of all the the people in costumes just kind of like lounging around (laughs) yeah they're posing i i am excited for for, to, to hear his story and just see what's going on in his head. I'm also excited because it's Jason Fry. I think he's going to do a really great job with that one. Jason wrote one of my favorite stories from the Empire Strikes Back version, the Wedge story. So uh, I I think that he is going to have a really good handle on that and an interesting take on the advisors, who are always this mysterious group. Of course, I'm happy about uh, the numerous pilot stories, several of them that I was I was expecting one or two, but uh, we got Wedge, Arvel Crinid, Nora Wexley, and a, a couple others um, that appear in the movie that I'm excited to see. More Wedge is always good. Nora is another character that was created well after the movie, but it'll be nice to see how she gets wrapped into the story. Uh, I feel like we could just keep talking and talking in general i'm really happy that there just seemed to be a good spread throughout the movie uh i think the a new hope and empire strikes back books there were a few times where like we spent a lot of time in the cantina because there's a lot of fun background characters there and then we spent a lot of time on hoth for kind of the same reason there there aren't that many populated areas in the middle section of empire Mm -hmm. but i was expecting that we would see a lot of characters from Jabba's Palace. That's what I was going to say. I wish there were a few more of Jabba's Palace characters. I know you were hoping for Ephantmon. Yeah, (laughs) just just like some of the random background characters there would have been fun to see. But again, like you said, it could have turned into the cantina where it was just one too many cantina people stories. I would have been willing to trade a pilot for uh Ristal Sant for you. Ugh. What could have been? <laughs> yeah. Um 
but oh and i'm really glad that the last one is again going to be from the point of view of the wills and the them trying to write the crawl <laughs> together those have always been funny like that's an example of the from a certain point of view story where it's like this is not canon it's just fun yeah and i have loved them bickering about what should and should not go into the crawl uh, I already have ideas of what they might be fighting about in Return of the Jedi. Like the whole first paragraph is one sentence. Come on, like, or why? Did why you, are there four periods? Why, why did you end? only put three dots at the end of this one instead of four, like the others? Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked the excerpt where it's like, okay, this time I'm gonna lock myself away so no one can bother me. And then knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Ominous knocking. But I, I'm excited for the book. I've always enjoyed. From a certain point of view, it, it takes me back to those legends like Tales from the Cantina, Tales from Jabba's Palace days, except, you know, it's a celebration of an entire movie instead of just one place. Yeah. And we're getting a lot of the more classic central characters like Lando, Mon Mothma is one that a lot of people are excited about since we have seen and got to know her a little bit more after Andor. Uh, Akbar's is a comic. Yeah, that's interesting. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. They've kind of dabbled in illustrations before in, in previous fact pops, but uh, a full-on comic, that's interesting. Yeah. But I'm just excited, ready for it to get here. Michael Kennedy wants to know what kind of story we want the Lando show to tackle. So yeah, that's some fun news that I can't really remember if we talked about it in last week's Q&A. I don't think so because the news came out near the end of the week that uh, the Glover brothers are going to be writing the Lando show. First of all, it's just great to have some news on that series because we haven't for a long time. Um, I did a video about kind of our takes on that or my thoughts on that, but I wanted you to give have a chance to give your thoughts. Well, it's it's not like officially confirmed by Star Wars yet, but a lot of people were reporting on it. A lot of the the it, bigger variety Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, like I, yeah. I think I think so it's it's pretty safe to say. Yeah. But they're not actively working on it right now because of the strikes. So as always, hopefully they can come to an agreement so that this can actually happen because <laughs> it, we really want this to happen. Right. It's exciting news, but it's in the midst of the strikes, which need to happen. And like I said last week, it's like Disney and all the other producers just need to get their poodoo together. <laughs> and it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like they are starting to go back towards negotiations, fingers crossed, but... Yeah. Just pay your writers more, pay your actors more. Pay your more, writers, pay your actors. So that Donald Glover and his brother... Steven. Steven Glover can write the Lando show. Yeah. That would be awesome. Let's let them get to work, because Atlanta <laughs> is awesome. Uh, if they can bring that kind of absurdist humor, uh, but also, like, this is a story that has something to say, I, I think Lando could be really special like it, it kind of reminds me i said this last week it reminds me of the tony gilroy situation where they just kind of announced the cassian show i think someone had a decent pitch for it but they hadn't gone far beyond that and then tony gilroy was like we can go deeper with this series and here's what it should be about mm -hmm. and i wonder if that's similar to what happened with lando where they're like uh, let's announce this. We'll try to get Donald Glover back, and that's as far as they thought. But Donald Glover might come on, and like obviously he's connected the, to the character. He's a very talented writer and actor, and just all around 
person. He does everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not fair. <laughs> Donald <laughs> saves some for the rest of us. But I think he could write something really, really special and make the Lando series, I don't know, m- more than just a surface level. Like, look, it's Lando and he's fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, as far as like what kind of stories I want to see, I would like to see how he met L3. I don't know if L3 is going to be in this, but I kind of hope so because I really loved that character. Uh, Getting to see how they met would be cool. Getting to see any of his relationships, to be honest, because every Pride Month, Star Wars is like, we're celebrating all of our LGBTQ uh, plus characters and Lando's always one of them and if you do a Lando show and you just leave all of that out I will be upset and I mean Donald was talking about that when Solo was coming out that he was like yeah it just makes sense that Lando would be the type of guy to be pansexual yeah in, a, in the Star Wars galaxy so it would just be nice for that to be like officially addressed in a live action show and, you know, we know he has a daughter at some point, so just just go there, Star Wars, just go there. And there's the the whole aspect of people have pitched, fans have pitched the idea that Billy D. Williams could also be in it, which I, I think is a great jumping off point to call it the Calrissian Chronicles and have Billy D. Williams kind of start a story. Have it be like uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Where he's at the beginning reading a story. Yeah. Like, you can probably get Billy D for a few days, and he just has to, like, sit and narrate, and he's talking to Jana or someone. Uh, he can narrate the story and tell it how he remembers it or wants to tell it, and then as we see it play out, it's like Lando's failing a lot more. Or it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't quite line up. So I think there could be a lot of fun comedy with how they present those stories. Framed Citizen asks, when we started to like Ahsoka as a character... So I didn't really have the attachment to Ahsoka as the Clone Wars were coming out. We've talked about this before, but we didn't watch the Clone Wars until after we had seen season one of Star Wars Rebels. I knew vague stuff about Ahsoka, uh, but I remember during Rebel season one, people were like, oh, Fulcrum's probably Ahsoka. And I didn't have that same level of excitement that people did. So I guess I would say I started to really like her after uh season one of rebels because then i went and i watched all of the clone wars so i just kind of binged it from there i mean yeah we we knew about the character we didn't dislike her for any reason we probably just didn't have much of an opinion but i can't remember when i saw the clone wars movie for the first time but i did think she was cool in that movie i was like oh this is great someone to like take anakin down a couple notches (laughs) and like she's snippy hence the nickname uh i i just remember little bits and pieces of her from that movie that i really enjoyed i probably didn't like super love her (laughs) in the movie but that's just because i don't like the movie all that much but i i do remember hearing word of the clone wars coming out and being like oh anakin had a padawan okay think that's weird but whatever and then getting into the series i accepted her um, I don't remember a specific moment where I all of a sudden was like, oh, I love her. I think it was just binging through the Clone Wars and seeing her whole arc very mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, so I, I guess it just has to be what that summer of 2015 <laughs> oh, 
That was when I, I think that's when I first watched the Clone Wars. I, I do think, I, I remember in Rebels seeing her more grown up uh, version, and I, I loved that version of her, like compared to when she was younger. Something about like the outfit and her longer uh, head tails, I was like, this character looks so good. And I wonder if that maybe helped the the snotty fan in me that would have been like, oh, Anakin had a Padawan and oh, she's so annoying at the start. But like I knew where she was going to wind up mm-hmm. to a degree. So that that probably helped me. <laughs> and when we get into season two of Rebels with Twilight of the Apprentice and all of that stuff, like that just like blew me away. I was yeah. like, this is so cool. Grogu's wrinkly head wants to know if we'll see any scenes from Rebels be recreated in Ahsoka. And they do put out the caveat, like we've already seen some scenes be recreated of Sabine watching Ahsoka's starship come in, uh, going to the mural and everything. And it should be pointed out that there have been alterations to those scenes already. So uh, mostly just little cosmetic things like Sabine's hair, uh, Ahsoka's, the color of her robe at that point in time. So. Mm I don't think it's going to be like a one-for-one recreation. I'm already not looking forward to people asking which color of robe is canon. It's like... (laughs) Well, I'm still holding out some hope that we'll get her in the white robe at some point. We will. I I mean, I think so. Yeah. That's... I don't want to say it with 100% certainty, but I'm like, that's where I think Dave wants her to wind up, but he wants this to be her journey there. Mm Mm-hmm. And when, like, we just finished watching Star Wars Rebels. So when you're watching that epilogue, I think that's Dave just saying vaguely, here's where these characters ended up without giving you the full story. So now I'm basically going to have Ahsoka the series be like, no, this is the full story Mm -hmm. to get us to vaguely where they were in the epilogue. Yeah. I am interested to see if we get any flashbacks of like Sabine and Ezra interacting. Mm. Like just just something simple on the ghost, maybe. Because um, right now, all we know that we're going to see of him is the little hologram. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to do flashbacks or not. It's possible. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that any other scenes really stick out specifically that I think they'll recreate. It, it's more like I'm still wondering how they're going to communicate some basics to the people who had never seen rebels if we get just a montage of here's some stuff that happened and here's ahsoka's journey between the clone wars and now or or even here's who ahsoka is Mm -hmm. and like a full-on this is her in the clone wars this is her with anakin this is her fighting darth vader like if they just did a very quick summary i don't know that would be wild if they did all that i think (laughs) they would just show the animated stuff like that show actual clips of the clone wars and rebels and yeah i think that would be fine i i do too i would be totally fine if they did a recap the way obi-wan kenobi had a recap and it's like and here's just what you need to know from the cartoons and i I think that would be great and legitimizing to star wars animation to just be like hey this is where the character came from you guys should if you like the series you should go watch the clone wars and rebels Mm -hmm. so I, I would love it if they did that, but I would also think it'd be pretty cool if we saw that stuff in live action. Yeah, I mean, I think that's smart <laughs> on the business side of things to like show people, hey, these things already exist. So if you haven't seen them, they're on Disney Plus. Go right. watch them. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I I don't know if there's going to be anything directly lifted from Rebels as a big extended flashback scene or something. And I mean, <laughs> it would be crazy if they like recreated the finale just to show people like <laughs> Here's where uh, Ezra and Thrawn were the last we saw them. Yeah, with the pergola and everything. That would be nuts. Yeah. YHC Tower asks, if we'd rather serve on the crew of the ghost or the vessel? Uh, this question made me laugh, and I think it's a cruel uh, thing to ask of someone. Well, the vessel, uh, I had to ask him before I read the question what that was, because I, I had forgotten, but it's Geode's ship that's from the all, That's all I had to say. Yeah. It's the ship Geode is on in the High Republic with... So you have, if you haven't read the High Republic, you might not know about it, but it's also a pretty fun ship. <laughs> the ship itself, I don't really remember anything about it. So this question to me is just, do you want to hang out with the crew of the Ghost or Geode, Affy, and Leox? Uh, which yeah. I do think would be a fun group. Yeah. But the the Ghost is one of my favorite Star Wars ships, the way it's laid out, it, the way you can see its living quarters and its bunks and everything. Mm -hmm. I think that ship would be one of the more comfortable ones to live in in Star Wars. Yeah, I, definitely the ghost for me, just because we, we, we just finished yesterday. We just finished watching season four of, the, of Rebels, and I'm like already ready for another rewatch. So I, I'm just in love with the ship, the the like family dynamic not as of the finale, I guess, but you know. There's when, still a family. When everybody's there, including Kanan, uh, I, I would want to be there for that. Even with that, like, I, that, it, it's really hard to turn down hanging out with Geode just because I'm so curious what it would be like to interact with that character. But uh, I, I think I would be more comfortable and happy long term once my curiosity was sated, I, uh, I'd be happier on the ghost. What if we were some of the ones that like only saw him doing nothing, though? Right. And I that would be the gamble, I guess. I'd be so disappointed. It's... And I, it would be my life's goal to like see him do something. And I'd probably like lose my job, <laughs> lose my friends. I would just be following Geode around all that, the time. That's the gamble. It's the allure of like, do you want this prize or what's in the mystery box where you're like, it could be anything. And that's kind of how I feel about Geode is like, I could experience anything with him. I don't know, <laughs> but I want to. Sarah Black wants to know if we have any predictions on the Young Jedi Adventures return. So yeah, new episodes of this came out this past Wednesday. Like I said, this is a Tuesday we're recording this, so we haven't seen it yet, so we can just throw out some ideas. But we were discussing beforehand, uh, like a week ago, if we could see anyone from the High Republic books or comics be in the show and what character would be most likely. And the prediction we both landed on, I think, was Buryaga. Mm -hmm. That he's, just he seems, seems to like make sense. the most likely, and we already know that there is a children's book all about Buryaga and, and his adventures coming out. So I feel like the the animation is like almost already there. Yeah. I could just plop him in. It, it just makes sense. Like th there's the book that's being written by uh, Charles Soule and his daughter, but Burry is also the star of like the little golden books, which are adaptations of Light of the Jedi, The Rising Storm and The Fallen Star, which are all these like kind of rough books like that. <laughs> 
yeah. I, like, That'd be really hard to adapt into a children's story. But. Yeah. Like, how did you make the Battle of Valor uh, fun and accessible for kids? I need to read it because that's another thing I'm just curious about. I should pick it up and read it. Um, but knowing that he's kind of the face of the High Republic for kids, I feel like he would work well in the show. Yeah. Just a big, fun, Wookiee Jedi for all the kids to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Flatter Newt 1036 asks what bounty hunters we hope to see in Outlaws. I like this question a lot because we were at San Diego about a week ago, a uh, week and a half ago, and we were at the Outlaws panel and they talked about how Jabba, for example, if you betray him enough times, he's going to send bounty hunters after you. And there are all these syndicates and a lot of the bounty hunters have kind of connections to specific syndicates that I feel like Boba Fett is obviously with Jabba. Dengar has ties to Crimson Dawn. So I like the idea that all of the syndicates could send a very well-known bounty hunter after you eventually. Like if you betray Jabba once, he's going to send Toro Calican after you. Oh. But if you betray him like <laughs> if you betray him 5, 10 times, yeah. then Boba Fett shows up and like, you're like, "Oh gosh." Like, first he sends the D team. Right. And then you upset him enough times, then he's like, all right, A team, go in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that we could just keep on increasing who might be after us. I mean, he's been in the comics quite a bit, but Dirge would be cool. That'd be terrifying. In a, in a video game setting, I think he'd be like a perfect character to Do throw Do not in make there. me fight another Gendai. Ravis <laughs> almost ruined me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dengar is another one that I feel like would be a good fit, just because I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't read the Bounty Hunter comics, but I feel like he doesn't have much to do. He's kind of the outlier right now. He's kind of left out of the fun uh, yeah. because he keeps betraying everyone. He's not a oh. he's not a great guy. Well, so he's he's kind of sided with Crimson Dawn for now, um, or at least he was, and now Crimson Dawn has kind of faded away again, but. There are so many potentials here that I'm, I don't think every bounty hunter ever is going to be in this game, but I don't think it's impossible that we would see like the main six from Empire Strikes Back throw Cad Bane in there, uh, Dirge, Deathstick. There, there are Deathstick, a ton of people we could see. Deathstick is the the one that's like in the wraps. Yeah, she's a she's a night sister. Yes, so you'll like her. Yeah, I, I always liked her design, so she'd be cool. Taylor Wickham asks why Clone Wars senators kept buying clone troopers when they took so long to create. Yeah, there were plenty of debates in the Clone Wars series about we need more clone troopers. And yeah, it does seem like if you're making an order for a new batch and then, you know, they take 10 years before they're ready for battle. Did the senators think the war was going to go that long? Uh, I, I think they were afraid that it would. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I would dig into is their fear i think so too and maybe it was just yeah for security's sake and you know just in case let's order more uh and maybe just that they thought they were better fighters than droids and that would last longer yeah i mean i i think it all just comes down to palpatine the the whole reason the clone wars happened in the first place is because he was stoking fear of the separatists and anytime they got close to making some kind of agreement, he would orchestrate the bombing of the Senate 
power generator and then they'd be afraid again. So I think it was all about fear and they're like, we don't know how long this war will go, so we might as well just order more clones. And it's like, yeah, we could be fighting for 10 more years. Mm. I think it just all came down to fear. Mad Killer Miller wants to know if we'll see the E.T. species in Skeleton Crew. So those are officially called Asogians, uh, but we saw them in The Phantom Menace. There's also the fun detail that E.T. kind of recognizes the Yoda Halloween costume in E.T. Um, but because Skeleton Crew is kind of Amblin-based or inspired, I do think it would be pretty fun just for a little cameo that yeah. they could come back. I would love that. As a little cameo... I don't know that they would like make make a big a big cameo character one of those species but it's possible. I mean it's so recognizable, right? So like it might bring in more people <laughs> to to watch Skeleton Crew and be like, "Look, there's an ET here." <laughs> I I think I would prefer they just keep it in the background. The from the footage we saw at Celebration, there was like the Star Wars version of the suburbs. And I think we could see maybe maybe they do a Star Wars version of Halloween, just like oh. E.T. And we just see an Asogi and walk by or something. I don't know. That's my dream. I, I doubt that's going to happen. But to just have one of the neighbors be an Asogi. Yeah, and just it's have just him walking out, getting his paper. Getting his hollow paper. <laughs> it's back inside. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and just like last week, we're going to close out this Q&A with one of the Star Wars conversation cards that were written by our friend Kelly Knox, and they're all out today, so you can pick them up for yourself. But in this question, Boba Fett hires Jabba the Hutt's remaining Gamorrean guards when he becomes Tatooine's new daimyo. Would you have done the same? Why or why not? Oh. Would I... As Boba Fett or as me? If, if you were the new daimyo. <laughs> Would I have hired... The same guards. The same Oh, when they, like, EB-99 or 88 was trying to get Boba Fett to execute them. Yeah. So I guess are you going to execute the guards or are you going to no, hire them? I would hire them and give them another chance. I think the show proved that that was the right move. They were very loyal. Yeah. I think that's the key to like show a little compassion and then they become more loyal and they're actually good at being guards. That, that was, I was uh, upset when they got pushed off that cliff. Yeah. I liked those guards. Yeah. They did a lot of good work. The people under those suits are, are doing the real hard work, though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's got to be hard to, to film in. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all the social medias. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.